Life Cycle Lady Podcast, the place to be to talk about all that we wonder, whisper, and wish we knew about our bodies, hormones, and life cycle changes. In this space, I offer vulnerability, wisdom, connection, and helpful transformational mind-body-spirit tools. Please join me as I take the stigma out, stop the whisper, and speak out loud about life cycle phases from puberty to menopause. Welcome to episode number nine, everyone. Um, In this episode, I am going to speak on the whispers, or maybe it's better put the confusion on a word that most people don't even know much about, perimenopause. So this episode is going to tackle more of the pause part of perimenopause. I think that perimenopause, I know that perimenopause in 10 years from now, everyone is going to know this term and is going to have a grasp of it. I think it's often the way when I first became a midwife or started midwifery school um, 17 or 18 years ago, no one knew the heck, at least in the United States, no one knew the heck, what the heck a midwife was. Like when I would tell people, I went to school in New Zealand to be a midwife. And when I came back to the United States, I would tell people I was a midwife or training to be a midwife. And they would look at me like I had two heads. And then they would often say, so you're a doula. <laughs> and so no one knew. And now if I were to say to someone that I was a midwife, you know, the vast majority of people would know. I think that's going to be the same thing with this word perimenopause. I think right now very few people know what perimenopause is or if they do they think it is they are thinking of it incorrectly. They're thinking of it as someone who's like 50, 55 years old um, and they're basically associating it with the list of symptoms that they've probably been told might happen to them. Um, rather than what it actually is. So like I said, today's episode, I am going to speak on a little bit of what perimenopause is, um, but more this episode is going to speak on the pause part of perimenopause. Um, So I, I actually had had this episode planned on my little schedule sheet for a while, and last week I experienced something um, that I want to share with you. So last week, I was having a kind of one of those messy, emotional, down in the dumps kind of weeks that happens to all of us, (laughs) hasn't happened to me for quite some time, actually. And so it kind of knocked me up on the side of the head is kind of what it felt like. I just wasn't expecting it because life for me right now is is pretty kick ass. It's going really well. I'm feeling very fulfilled and very whole and none of like the triggers for those kinds of episodes were really in place. So I was very uh, shocked and then I realized what it was. So I kept getting the message from my body to pause. It kept saying over and over like pause, pause. It was saying it through kind of how my body was feeling meaning kind of run down and tired, even though I am getting lots of sleep. Although last week, my kids, it was right before a full moon. So my kids before a full moon, um, they wake up often, they have nightmares often, and it's a lot more restless sleep than normal. I mean, I could literally chart it. It's all every time right before a full moon and the week leading up gets more and more. So there was less sleep than normal. But I just had this kind of feeling of restlessness myself, this feeling of kind of being really down in the dumps and kind of some of that, the old mental chatter in my head 
which uh, used to be negative like all of the time um, and now is very rarely negative. And if it is, it's very easy for me to shift it out of that and like kind of laugh at it now. And so I had a lot of negative thoughts that just seemed to be like taking over my head. It was like a war. I felt like a war last week. And I had a really big, I, I was really amped and really excited about this list of to-dos that I had um, to help. I'm really, I love my job. I love my mission. I love what I'm creating. I love how I see it helping women. And I don't always want to stop because I just enjoy it so much. And I'm also a super busy mom of four. And I only get half days to do this work a few hours a day. So anyways, I was really resisting this like pull within and this natural slowdown that my body was asking me to do. I was definitely doing my self-care pieces and I was like doing some journaling and right and sitting next to the river, which are kind of my two big things. But my body was asking more and more and I was getting really pissed off, honestly. I was like, all right, I'm all done. I did what you needed me to do. I did the slow. Now let's go back into the go, right? And my body really all week long just asked me not to do anything. And anytime I would try to create something, like I tried to create a podcast last week and it just, I had nothing in me. And I do have a, my commitment to you all is that I'm not gonna just get on this microphone and speak about nothing. I'm not going to speak on things that I don't think are valuable or that I don't think might help you in some way just to do it. And so I did nothing last week. I got really nothing accomplished and I was feeling pretty down about that. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks, all of the words that I say to you all, that it is not the value. I am not valuable because I go, 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 and I do, 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 and I create, and I serve. That does not make me valuable. But last week, because I had so much need from my body to not do, I did struggle with the idea of like, I'm not creating anything of value. This is a waste of a week. It came into my head a lot. What a waste of a week. What a waste of my time. Like laying there and tending to my own needs is a waste of my time. Right? Um, I was mad because like I did the acupuncture and I did the things that I that had been keeping my body um, really healthy. Right? For those of you that don't know, I've struggled with my own hormone issues. Uh, my own adrenal fatigue. And my own kind of rundown feelings and have really found the ways to help myself, right? And so I did all those things and still my body was wanting more and I was really pissed off. Um, and so eventually it took me several days. It took me till Thursday to get to the place of surrender. I was like, okay, this is it. And then even once I surrendered into it, I was like, okay, but now, now that I've surrendered, now I'm going to, now I'm going to get some more energy, right? And then I had to re-surrender again. So it comes up for me. It comes up for all of us. I did a, a self-care thing for midwives last week. And what I heard over and over amongst the, you know, 15, 20 midwives that were there was like, I can't stop. Like, it doesn't feel good. I feel bored. I don't like to stop. I'm, I really like to go. Well, so do I. But our bodies can only go so much before they just need on every level to stop. And some of us will be asked to stop through illness, right? Especially hormonal illness. 
And some of us will be stop, asked to stop in other ways or forced to stop. So it's nice to go to these places willingly. And how I like to frame that is the pause. Going with the pause. Going into the pause. So the basics of this thing that we call perimenopause, again, I'm not going to go into too many, many details on that. I do have some podcasts coming up that are going to be like perimenopause 101 type of things. But the basics of, of perimenopause is that there are three types of perimenopause. There is artificial perimenopause, which is when many women go through this, when they get their um, ovaries or uterus removed, or they go through cancer. Cancer is probably the biggest one, um, and I hear often from many women, um, the, and they go into, especially with radiation, they go into artificial perimenopause. Premature perimenopause is women that goes through um, menopause incomplete in their early 30s or even the end of their period in their very early 40s, like 40, 41, 42. That would be premature perimenopause. Natural perimenopause, I believe, begins around the age of 37. It's actually when our hormones start to wind down, but it takes a very long time, kind of like puberty. I think of puberty as not just when you get your period. I think of puberty as around the age of eight, nine, when the hormonal changes begin and the brain, more importantly, the brain changes begin all the way into when the brain, um, the prefrontal cortex comes online for those young girls, which is 19. So I think of perimenopause and um, puberty and perimenopause I like to call midlife's puberty because it is literally like a mirror it's like reflecting that same stage but at a different point in your life which yes if you did not enjoy puberty then maybe we have some work to do because perimenopause can definitely um, mimic and look kind of like that so I think of it as a good 10, 15 year chunk, whereas that first stage of perimenopause, that first 37 to 45, you're really not feeling much of a difference. You might be noticing subtle things, but you're not like hit over the head with any symptoms or anything like that. Um, and if you are, that's a big wake up call that you need to do some major work on your hormones. Otherwise, the, the stage, the second stage might be really rough. So the first thing that happens in perimenopause is actually a decreasing of a hormone called progesterone. Progesterone in women's bodies, it acts as like the peace hormone. And that is actually the one that goes down first. So progesterone causes, can cause things in perimenopause, the symptoms like interrupted sleep or that anger and rage that kind of come up. Um, just like that anxiety and irritability, that is often caused by a lowering of the peace hormone, progesterone, right? And so one of the things that I know about hormones is that progesterone is kind of like mama hormone or it's like precursor hormone. Also is the mama hormone for our stress hormone called cortisol, and so when we are incredibly stressed in life, which many, many, many of us are, then our progesterone levels actually drop even more because it's kind of, I don't know if I want to say stealing. There's definitely a better word than that, but it's prioritizing, let's say, prioritizing that 
over the peace hormone. And so I believe that in essence, we are prioritizing our stress over our peace hormones, right? That (laughs) might be a hard one for people to swallow. It is often the case when I work with coaching clients. People don't like to say, well, they're prioritizing their stress. They're like, no, but I have this and I have that. and And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying stress has to go away. We just have to become stress resilient. And so I teach people um, methods for stress resilience so that we can try and keep our progesterone levels up. And one of the ways to keep our progesterone levels up is pause, right? One of the things that I personally struggle with, ladies, is a lower progesterone, right? That Because it's natural, because I'm in perimenopause, so it's natural that my progesterone level is going lower. And sometimes in my recovering type A, go, 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 do, 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 that is your value in the world, which is what I definitely learned from my family of origin and definitely hear that culturally. The more you go, the more you accomplish, the more valuable you are, right? The more you go, the more you accomplish, the more valuable you are, which means the peace, that's not a priority, Stress then becomes a priority and the pause is just like something that you are forced to do. So in my viewpoint on hormones and why are hormones and why this thing called perimenopause for so many women is they're so out of whack so early is that we're being disrupted. That we have these things called endocrine disruptors, which are basically chemicals that are in our food, in our plastics that we eat in our food, that are in our air, that are in the water that we drink, that are on all the facial products that we put on, and the makeup, and the lotion, and the hair stuff. It's like like literally everywhere. 1,000 chemicals every single year is put on the market in the United States, not in other countries, in the United States of America, that are very rarely tested on what they're going to do to us. And so we have these all these endocrine disruptors disrupting our endocrine system, which is literally one of the, like, the systems that regulate all the other systems, right? So we're being disrupted. Endocrine often disruptors often take the mimic like a estrogen on the steroids. And so then you get tons of estrogen in your body. So then even if you have a normal level of progesterone, it doesn't really matter because those things need to be in balance. And so then you get something called um, estrogen dominance, right? And so that is making our hormones crazy out of whack. And the second thing I would actually say is our lifestyles. That pause, coming back to the pause. And this is why my work, a lot of people, when they first hear about me and they listen to some of my talks or my work, I don't think people really believe me often, honestly. I think people think, when I talk to them about, hey, if you shift your lifestyle, if you pause more, if you find more peace in your life, your hormones are going to heal themselves. Your body will heal itself. You just got to listen. And it might take a little bit more time than the pill than a pill. Because in the end, the pill, a pill, is not going to address your underlying circumstances. And I'm not saying that this is 100% of people all the time, but it is the vast majority of us. The vast majority of us, it's just simple lifestyle shifts that we need. 
that sometimes are hard to implement, mostly because of our resistance to implement them and to see things an out-of-the-box different way. And this is what perimenopause is forcing you to do. It is literally in its name, pause. So perimenopause starts around the age of 37 and we don't really know when it ends because menopause is the time that year period where your period actually stops. The thing is you can stop having a period for six months and then you might have a period and then you have to start that clock over. But menopause is that 12 months. So you don't really know you went through menopause until it's actually over. So perimenopause is all of the time period leading, leading up to that. That last year when you're going through menopause, all of the stuff really ramps up. It's like a really like big, and now we're done, right? That is the final, like if you are familiar with birth, that's like, that's like the pushing here comes the baby, it's out. But perimenopause is the transition. It's transition in labor. Is that really hard? It can be really, really hard, really intense. Let's say that. I like to use the word intense. I would say my I had four labors. One was very hard. And you know what that one that was really hard? It was one of my very shortest. And it was one of the only ones I did no preparation and no peace and no slowing down. All the others, I did lots of prep, lots of slowing down on like a nightly basis, connecting. And some of them were way long. And I would say they were intense. And one of them was actually really enjoyable, like really enjoyable, laughing, dancing, singing through the eight-hour labor. So, so many of us are go, go, going, not even knowing about this thing called perimenopause, having some hormonal upset, going to doctors and having them say, it's just your hormones. Let me put you on this. Let me do that. I'll put you on the pill, which is what most of them do. But none of, it's not really what's going to help you. So perimenopause is a literal pause and reset in life. It's the essence of it is the breaking down of old habit patterns and seeing how and if those habit patterns that you have in your life, if they're going to go, if they're going to work moving forward for the second act of your life. I think of, I think of the after menopause as kind of like your second act. It's a very different vibe than the first act. I think in our culture, the vibe that we get is like you're an old lady and like your life is over. That's not the that's not the story I'm trying to sell or what I buy into at all. I think it's a second act. I've I have a mom. She's younger than many moms. She had me and she when she was 18. So in her 60s, she is definitely having her second act. She's very fit still, and like living her best life, traveling and you know enjoying life. So I don't think our lives have to end at that point. I think for many of us, in some ways they begin because most of us, a lot of us, our kids are gone if we've done the kid thing and we get to experience life and rather than giving all the time, more of like an internal, intuitive connecting on a soul level and what we're supposed to be and do in this world. But that means that we have to examine some of those habit patterns that we've created that maybe were put on us that we learned, but they aren't serving us anymore. And so that's why a lot of a lot of marriages end around um, perim- or menopause, perimenopause, a lot. A lot of women get like, you know, that like midlife crisis or midlife awakening. That happens because it's like, oh, this is not gonna work for me moving forward. It's also why a lot of women get sick 
in this part of life, right? One of the reasons. There's many, many, many reasons. But it's like that if we've held on to something so long and we're not willing to shift with it, it kind of tries to get our attention, like I said, at least in my philosophy. So if you don't do well with pauses in life, you should probably look at that. If I were to ask you to just like sit and do nothing on your couch for 10 minutes, maybe stare at the ceiling and your initial gut reaction is like one of anxiety filled, oh my God, hell no, then you're probably going to want to dig into that. Because this part of life, this perimenopause, we all go through it and we all need to pause in it. In fact, when we go through perimenopause, it's very similar again to puberty. It's midlife's puberty. We actually need more sleep for a while, just like what we did when we were teenagers. Our bodies need more sleep for a while. They need more pause. They need more rest. And then we come out on the other side and then, and then we actually get less sleep, right? Older age, we get less sleep. Our circadian rhythm changes, naturally changes. But again, if we don't even know it, we don't even, we're like, why am I so tired all the time? Or you could be so tired all the time when you wake up even because you're having adrenal fatigue. Like there's lots of things it could be. We also have the thyroid issues. We have the this and the that. There's lots of like layers to it. And what I know is the pause helps. The pause is never going to hurt you. The pause is only going to help you. And so if you're struggling with the idea of pausing in life, like I do, you really have to dig into what is the value of the pause. You have to dig into why you don't think you have time for it. Why don't you make time for it? Why don't you feel comfortable in it? Why when you sit there for like five minutes, maybe you're just focusing on your breath. Do you feel like there is a fire lighting under your butt and you're you're like fidgety and you're just wanting to move and you're like, I can't sit here, I can't sit here. Well, I'm just not that kind of a person. I hear that a lot. I just, I'm just not that kind of a person. We all need pause, all of us. And some of us have way more energy than others. I totally give you that. And that doesn't make you more valuable than somebody who has more of a pause. It doesn't make you less than to pause more. In reality, the pause provides for great growth. We can't have a cycle of growth, right, in like the cycles of growing of our food. We can't have a cycle of growth if there isn't that fallow pause period, right? We can't have spring and summer without fall and winter. And yet none of us live, or very few of us live that way most of us push against the winter, push against the pause, push against the going within or like kick and scream to get pulled under, pulled within, right? So how do you not resist that pause? I think if you know about what's coming and you start to step into it slowly, then you're able to embrace it, those pause moments more. And if you have ideas of like, how do I embrace the pause? Like, Throughout your, throughout your menstrual cycle, if you're still menstruating, or throughout your day's rhythm, is there a point that you need a second coffee? Don't have that second coffee. Take a pause, connect within, and draw up your inner energy. This is what I do. And you'll see that it'll then take, take you for the rest of the day. What high performers, if you study any like high-performing um, people, and you study like the literature on what they all routinely do, 
they all pause way more than the rest of us. They all do way more than the rest of us, but they all pause way more than the rest of us. If they're sitting at their desk for an hour, they're taking 10 minutes to jump on their little trampoline thing every hour to reset. Because like biologically, our brain, neurochemically, it needs a reset and none of us do it. When we feel down and we want to reset, what do we do? We take out our phones and we scroll through them. That's not resetting. That's checking out. That's not energizing at all, right? Again, not lecturing because I do a lot of these same things. I am a human being just like you are. And I'm asking us all, including myself, to do something differently. So another way of not resisting the pause is do your inner work. Take that time. If, if it doesn't come naturally to you and you say, what, inner work? Then find somebody like me that's a coach that helps you with the inner work, that helps you see your blinders that you may not be seeing. Even I need that, right? I need somebody to be like, oh, yeah. I mean, my husband must have told me two or three times last week. Just don't do anything. Just take a walk. Just have a nap. I can't have a nap. I can't do, right? I have those same things. Know that your body is speaking to you when it has the symptoms. It's not trying to torture you. There is nothing wrong with it. It is not breaking down. It is not because you're old, you're all breaking down now. Your body's actually trying to speak to you. It's trying to tell you, hey, this isn't working right here. Hey, can you please address this right here? It starts as a knock. And then it starts to yell. And then it just all does break down. So there's always those subtle knocks. Pay attention to them. And if you don't know what they mean, then find somebody who does. And that might mean that you have to put a lot more effort in. Because if you go to a traditional doctor, some of them are amazing. And a lot of them, they're just overworked and undertrained in the art of actual connection and knowing the connection of the whole body rather than just this one thing that you're complaining. And then there's us who want and demand that they just give us pills, <laughs> right? Like I have, I, I remember a doctor saying like, yeah, your kid has an ear infection. We'll just, it, you know, most of the time you don't need antibiotics. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Great. I wouldn't have taken them anyways. And the doctor was like, yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people they come in here and they just, they want it. They're here because they want an antibiotic. And it's like, no, the body knows what to do and, and in most cases can heal itself, right? Not always. That I am not like against Western medicine or against intervention or against treatment of any kind. I just think that the vast majority of us for the vast majority of the things that are going on that we complain about can be healed through our diet and connection and embodiment within ourselves and listening and shifting our life cycles shifting what's going on in our life. The other way to not resist the pause is really examine your cultural story around what it means to get older. That's when I, most of the time I work with women in perimenopause, it's like, but I don't want to get wrinkles. I don't want to get gray. I don't want to not be beautiful anymore. So it's like, well, what is, what does that mean? What is getting gray? What does not being beautiful mean? Like what is, oh, that's about your value. Right? This is the, often the thing that comes up. Okay, well, how are you? And then we break down like what it means to be valuable in this world and shifting our relationship with the word valuable. Right? I've again had to do this and still continue to do this work myself. I thought I was through this pause thing, but last week just 
showed me that there's a whole nother level that needs to go. So before you get those symptoms of perimenopause, know about what it actually is. Know like the essence of the pause and start to slowly go to that pause. Start to slowly introduce more pause into your life in subtle ways and allow that that peace hormone and allow the stress hormones to balance out so that you do feel more peace so that you don't experience a, a more intense drop in your progesterone levels. Do you see how this works? Did you know that progesterone and um, hormones in general can even be not can be changed just by thought patterns? The studies have shown that just by thinking stressful things, you can create stress hormones and therefore interrupt the making of peace hormones. So that's when I talk about like, let's examine our thoughts. Let's like re-pattern what we say and how we speak to ourselves. If, or not just saying like, oh, you can't say that. Don't say that. Don't, don't think that. It's not like that. For me, it's more of like a laughing, like, oh, I recognize that thought pattern and where it comes from. And that's now it seems silly to me and I can have a laugh about it and then replace it with like a loving kindness. I think when I first started out, it was more like, don't think that, don't think that, that's bad, that's bad. And that doesn't really work. <laughs> that just adds more stress. So these life cycle shifts, these journaling things, these like getting really deep inside, they might not be as quick as a pill or a cream or whatever. And you may need, if you are experiencing severe perimenopausal symptoms, you also might need some of that support while you are also doing the other work. Does that make sense? And so I guess in closing this conversation, I just want to really, really impress upon everyone that I give you the permission to pause. Life gives you the permission to pause. Nature gives you the permission. Nature gives you a map to pause. That is winter time. And yet we don't willingly take it. We go kicking and screaming and we conquer and push through. That does not make us valuable. That makes us kind of stupid, <laughs> really. It does. It just makes us silly. I just think it's silly. I was silly last week, right? And then I started my period. That's the end of the story. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, I just really needed a lot more rest this cycle. And some cycles I don't need a lot more rest, but some cycles I do. Like that's life. Sometimes I have more stress in my life than other times. Sometimes bigger things come up that are unexpected and I have to have more pause to deal with them. Right? And then I reorganize and know that all that needs to get done will get done and that life isn't going to fall apart just because I pause. So I'd love to know in the comments. I I always love to know how you all experience the pause, how you take the pause or what in the heck your resistance is. The more I hear from you, the more I learn and grow myself and can help serve others better. So leave a comment this time around and let me know how you embrace the pause or how you kick and scream to resist the pause. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope this has been helpful. Stay tuned for more episodes on perimenopause coming very soon. Talking more specifics, more hormone specifics, and some guest 
speakers coming, some interviews coming. So thank you all and I'll see you next time. Bye.